Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast, the show that brings together Michigan's top cannabis growers, advocates, and business owners to offer a fresh and honest perspective of Michigan's cannabis industry. Stick with us to get the lowdown from the people who have been on the ground floor of cannabis business in Michigan and gain insights into where the industry may be heading. Welcome to the Smoke and Roll Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Basor, and today is episode 96. We are closely, uh, you know, getting down to that, that big 100 mark. We'll be talking about that soon. Uh, but today, super excited to have MJ and Q on from Cushion Kicks. Uh, guys, thanks for, uh, for being on the show. We appreciate you having us on. Absolutely. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. And... Uh, uh, Tom, up in Real Leaf. Everything's going just fine. We have a special visitor today on the farm, so we're looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to hear what uh, what these guys have to say. What about awesome. Cushing? Hey, hey, Kevin. Um, thanks, Tom. Yeah, um, looking forward to hearing how that goes. Uh, Kevin, over in Lansing with me. We're all wearing the black shirts. So I'm glad we coordinated. Yeah, well, it's redemption, so. Appreciate it, fellas. The support. What's happening uh, over on the south side? Not much. Just staying busy, uh, you know, getting things done at the garden. But um, super excited to have the guys on from Cushion Kicks. I mean, who doesn't love weed and shoes? So I'm excited to have these guys on <laughs> and, uh, and and chat it up with them. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. I had the, the pleasure of being on the Cushion Kicks podcast uh, a few Sundays back and I do have to tell you guys, uh, we got there a half hour. The show was an hour, and then we stood there for another pay half hour smoking. I I was as um, I was probably as as high as I've been from flour and joints in a long, long time. So uh, thanks for doing <laughs> that for me. I'm, I'm glad I had a, a designated driver that night. Jake was with me. That was uh, that was nice. So really appreciate it. Love the show. And I uh, first uh, really learned about uh, Cushion Kicks. You guys reached out and, you know, we get, I get reached out a lot by a lot of different shows and people. And uh, I checked it out. I was, and, you know, I was intrigued. So actually what I did is I had, um, you know, I had my, my researcher, Jake, kind of give me a whole rundown on, 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 you know, a report on it. And it came back really good. And, uh, you know, we discussed it and, and we talked with you guys and watched a little bit more and just love what you're what you're doing. Um, you know, you also have some other great sponsors, Doja, who uh, we're big supporters for. And, you know, the idea of what you guys are doing with with fashion and shoes and teaching people how to get, you know, stuff at a, an affordable rate, which is, is, is great. Um, and, uh, you know, it's uh, it's 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 blending great. So. Um, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, I just uh, first wanted to, you know, let you guys uh, um, talk about, you know, kind of where you grew up, where you're from. We're all Michiganders here, and we, we like to tell that story. So, you know, and then kind of how you how you got into uh, marijuana, and let's jump into cushion kicks from there. Okay, uh, so I'm Q. I'm from Grand Rapids, Michigan, originally. Uh, you know, had a lot of brothers and sisters growing up in the inner city. Moved around a lot. Um, but then decided I wanted to be a chef. So I moved down to Kalamazoo uh, to pursue that dream and made that a, a fruition, if you will, um, and became a chef. And then the pandemic hit. And when the pandemic hit, I had all this excess cash because I wasn't able to go anywhere or do anything. So then I started collecting shoes. Um, and then, I mean, cannabis has always been a part of me since I was 11 years old. It's just 
something I've done to cope with my anxiety, um, stress, depression, um, or just to be put in a better mood altogether. Um, but um, after Kalamazoo, I came down here to be a chef, made that happen, um, got the shoes, and then really just started trying to figure out a way that we could we could tell our story with the shoes and the cannabis and really educate people and give people the knowledge that we have. Yeah, yeah, that's how it all started. Huh? Go ahead, go ahead. Awesome. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. Where are you from? So, um, I grew up, actually, my mom is from the Upper Peninsula, so I was, I, I was growing up there a little bit. I lived in the Chicago area for a long time. Pretty much split up. Um, my mom ended up moving to Kalamazoo, Michigan. I was a sophomore in high school, uh, so it was a totally different outlay for me. I went to high school, uh, enjoyed my time there, uh, graduated, wanted to be a chef as well, spent a lot of time in the kitchen, went from restaurant to restaurant in Grand Rapids area and Kalamazoo, Michigan area, and uh, found out that, you know, cooking wasn't for me. I was enjoying cannabis the entire time I was cooking and really, like, start to uh, learn more about the cannabis so that was something that you know I wanted to learn and then my brother was somebody that encouraged me to dive in further on cannabis he 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 struggles with a lot of mental issues and I see that cannabis helps him it helps him slow down a little bit and uh, remind him that everything's gonna be all right so that's something that made me dive into cannabis more and uh, and now I'm here with cushion kicks and we did this thing over the shoes and we met through the restaurant industry and it was brotherly love from the beginning honestly um, and uh, he always he always had my back so that's how we got here and that's a little bit about me and uh, man I, I love where we're at I love yes it. yes Oh, I didn't know all that's awesome. Um, that's why we always ask. It's great to hear. And no, I feel like you guys got a you guys got a pretty good shot. You know, you guys, I could you know listening to you and watching the show, I could uh, I could see you guys on you know um, bigger stage. So you know, um, really uh, really been impressed so far. But let's talk about Cushion Kicks, uh, the show, the sponsors. Uh, you guys got some great sponsors. Um, you have you have uh, you know a lot of people in the cannabis industry that you're trying to highlight and 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 show that, but then also the the shoe aspect as well. So tell us about the podcast, all the ins and outs, and how that's going. Okay, so the sneakers, um, really, the sneakers are a love. Uh, it's 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 either you get it or you don't, um, and it's something that we both have been infatuated with since since childhood. Um, and with the podcast, what we do is we try to inform people on when raffles are, um, how to get them. And not only that, but we've teamed up with some local resellers to also um, try to promote their businesses and still get the people, the products at the best price. Um, and moving forward with the podcast, we're hoping soon we'll get sponsored by a bigger reseller and we'll be able to get these uh kids their shoes at a discounted rate yeah, we, the, how the podcast started off was me and him were sitting around in the restaurant one day and uh i had been collecting shoes for a long time i had been spending a lot of time in the shoe industry a buddy of mine from high school was always putting me up on game of like hey we got to go to this local sneaker store and we got to stand in line for this long and so one day uh, he was my boss at the restaurant and I had been a little bit late and uh, I called him and I was like, yo, I'm going to be late. I'm making a sneaker deal. I get into work and he was like, so what sneaker deal did you make? And I looked over at him and I was like, I had been tired. I had been up all day running around grabbing these shoes. I looked over at him and was like, 
you'll never understand, man. It's, it's different. You don't, you don't get it. And so then he looked at me and he was like, okay, for sure. And then ever since then, he's always been right behind me with the shoes. And then at one point in time, he's escal he's passed me and he's got a lot of sneakers now, but that comes from the love and always looking out for people because everybody wears different sizes. Everybody has different color waves. Everybody likes different designs. So we really like to talk about sneakers as a whole, even though we might not like them, we know that somebody out there is infatuated with the shoes. So that's why we get the love for the shoes because it's it's like cannabis. There's so many different options. You know, some people like, you know, wax and some people just like flowers. So, you know, we like to have that variety and talk about that variety for sure. Nice. And uh, I know you guys are doing, um, why don't you give a plug, plug for the show, how people watch it and uh, what's going on. You guys are doing giveaways every uh every every night too and i know uh there'll be a redemption one here uh, very soon and hopefully for a few weeks in a row so um for anyone listening uh shoot that out absolutely so you guys can head over to facebook or instagram and follow us uh facebook it's cushion kicks um on instagram it's cushion.kicks um every sunday at 6 30 live eastern standard time we go live and all you have to do to be entered into our air package giveaway is um comment or share the live video uh, we get a lot of interaction and i think that's what a lot of our sponsors like is because it's it's easy to go live and get some views, but like, if you're not having anybody talk to you, you're not building that, that, that rapport with them. You know what I'm saying? You're not, you're not getting that feedback. Yeah. And we, we, we call them air packages because through, through the podcast, we've noticed that, uh, the media websites have, um, standards that you have to hit. And sometimes cannabis is not one of those friendly, uh, standards that we can meet yeah. in. Facebook and Instagram. So we changed it from a giveaway to the air package. We, we know that sometimes it's not how you say it, but it's literally how you say it, how you word it, you know? And so we, we changed the whole wording of giveaway and we turned it to air packages um, for Air Jordans, you know, bringing the sneaker culture in and then the packages, you know? Cause um, you always want that loud pack. Yeah, you, you always, always want, want the loud pack. You always want the packages, you know, everybody's always looking for those pre-packs. And so, you know, adding the two words together to bring the two cultures together is what we try to do here at Cushion Kicks for sure. So you're giving away, you're giving away cannabis and shoes. Um, so right now we're just giving away cannabis. Um, sneakers are a little bit harder to come by. Um, but we definitely give out the knowledge about the sneakers and then we give out knowledge about the cannabis and then we make sure that people can get the cannabis and not only that but it's free so that way we're giving back to the community because not everyone's able to just go to the dispensary and afford to try these new products even though they might work for them yeah i saw you guys have uh you know big the big stizzy box the 420 giveaway you guys are also getting some kind of more exclusive exclusive stuff which is cool um, and special packaging. Uh, let's talk about that. Uh, you know, um, before the show, we were talking about, you know, uh, smoking rope is mostly almost all Michigan industry people from, from all different parts of the business and ancillary. And we've never really talked to any uh, bud tenders yet on the show, which we've always talked about doing. And you guys are both bud tenders over, work over at Lake Effect. So Tell us about that. Tell us about that, um, and then you know what what it's like. What's your impression of it so far? And then we'll probably have a few other questions following up on because it's you know you guys are facing the public, and uh, you know would love to hear hear your your uh, experience with it. 
So working has, we have been working in the food industry for, I know both of us have been spent 10 years in the restaurant industry. Um, so working in the restaurant industry was totally different to go into retail pretty much and being a butt tender and having that face to face where most of the time we were spent in the back of the kitchen cooking food, you know, really hot, really sweaty, wearing a, a certain uniform. And so going in and being a butt tender was uh, very eye opening. Um, you saw the cannabis community as a whole change. You know, there's a lot of people that come in there and they're really welcoming and they're always like, hey, I want to learn more. And then you have people that are like, I only stick to this and I only want this. And if you don't have it, I'm walking out the door, you know? And so as being a butt tender, you start to see people come in and they're like, okay, these people want to find different medication or they love their medication. They want to keep it that way. So always try to help them come in and out and make that transition as quick as possible as well. Um, seeing all the new products, um, being able to compare the products we we love cannabis so much that we obviously have access to it and we purchase it to try it so we can talk about it and also grow in our own knowledge of cannabis while working at it because we don't want to tell people wrong information when they come in and the only way that you get to do that is by trying it you know study up on it and make sure that you're fully into the cannabis so as being a bunch of them i mean i've had a great time and being in the industry i love it i love it to be honest and not only that, but I mean, our amazing sponsors, they also make sure that we can keep the newest products as well. Um, we got Doja, Blue Jay Cones, Michiganja, Bud Backer, uh, Kalamazoo Pickers, Redemption. Um, all of them are wonderful at making sure that whatever they get new, that we're gonna be able to see it first so that way we can show the people and stuff like that as well. So MJ, I saw when, uh, when Ryan first mentioned the uh the podcast you, you just got a, a big wide smile uh, on your face that was just so genuine and and it showed me how you feel about what you guys are doing which is which is really cool i'd love to see that um i, I did want to ask you like how long have you guys been doing the show over a uh, year and a half oh, now. it's like 18 months yeah. uh this this week sunday will be on episode 66 yeah. awesome congratulations dude that's a, that's quite a grind we've been we've been on a, a grind ourselves so I, I i totally can relate to that whole situation um, you know, speaking of Kush and Kicks, what uh, what's your guys what strains are you guys smoking on right now? What's what's hot for you guys, and what are you guys really liking on? Um, so lately, I've been loving the heavyweight heads collab that they did with Rohan Marley, uh, the Lion Order. Um, I like the uh, the King Clementine and the Island Sunshine. Uh, the King Clementine is what we're smoking right now. Um, it's a nice hybrid, uh, indica dominant hybrid, but heavyweight heads always does great yeah i, I mean lately i've been I've, i really like that uh super dope cherry poppers uh that's something that hits the shelf it's a pre-pack um super super purple uh really gassy smell to we it got, we got some right there yeah yeah so we got some of that right there so something that you know i prefer and i'm an indica guy so i like my indica strings um but i always go to my blueberry i talked about it on the live i love redemption products it's something that right. i stand by i always let people know when they come in that you know if you want a great product at a great price you gotta go with redemption i'm just gonna be honest with you i love the blueberry it's one of my favorites i got two carts of it i always walk around i don't I, that's that, if i'm being honest that's that's what i that's what i would recommend to be honest with you Nice and Lake Effect just had a nice, uh, you know, nice order from Redemption. Uh, you know, we we uh, 
we've worked with Lake Effect and, you know, the guys over there, Justin, Jevin, and Steve for a long time. And there was some, there was some real leaf in there under the Redemption brand. Uh, you guys should try out, uh, I believe it was the Apex Secret Donkey. And the Secret a Donkey. Of, yeah. I, I got to touch on that real quick because that was one of the first strands I tried when I became a bud tender because we've only been bud tenders for like the last three or four months. Um, but that was one of the first strands I bought as a bud tender. And I just remember for one, the nug structure was beautiful. The aroma, it was almost like uh, a, a chocolatey, like, I don't know how to explain it. It was so good. It was I, so good. I'm the worst at selling our own products. I call it actually kind of a rubbery meat terpene. Uh, <laughs> for sure on that strain. But yeah, I can see the chocolate end of it. And the other bag. It was like it was like a warm chocolate almost. Like at the end, it was so good. I love that strain. That's a beautiful plant. It's a beautiful plant for sure. We'd yeah, love to come out and see the plant one time. That'd be great. Come up and visit. Yes, we'll definitely have to do that. So what, what, as far as you guys, I know you guys, uh, you know, one of the things for me, I had a dispensary back in 2010 and, uh, and 11 and, you know, THC never got brought up ever. Uh, it was always about taste and smell and look and, and what it did for you. And it was kind of glorious times. And, you know, we've kind of regressed backwards with you know, everyone, uh, whether it's testing labs or however it's getting done, every, you know, the, the consumer coming in saying, Numbers. give me your highest testing THC. And even though it might be, and I know, uh, you know, you guys aren't the ones carrying that now, um, but, you know, for some people it's remediated, you know, live well stuff that they had tested by Viridis and it tested at 29 and it's, it's gross. And these customers are coming in thinking that's the best. So what's that like? And how do you uh, talk to talk to people coming in about that? We always try to lead them towards their nose. Um, I break it down like this, like at the end of the day, people are animals, right? We are, we are animals at nature and, and cannabis is a plant. How do regular animals in nature discover what they're going to consume? They smell it. So for me, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to smell 13 different strands and I'm going to pick the one that smelled the best to me. Yeah, I, I lead with my nose as well, but I also go off bud structure. Um, if it's too if it's too far away from the stem, like the, the leaf, I usually like more dense buds, and that that's something that I try to relate to as well. The look of the buds. If it doesn't look good and it's testing super high, I might just stay away from it just because the percentage doesn't mean everything. Terpenes, the color, the the, the smell of it as well, the flavor that you can, the flavor pro profile that you can pick up off of it. So. That's something that I try to stick to as well, the, the grow of it as well. It is, it is a plant and we should admire it because it's a piece of art. Somebody's taking the time to watch it grow and take care of it and nurture it and water it. So there's a whole process to the plant that people should admire as well as a bud tender. You know, when I see a beautiful purple and what that light orange hair on that bud and it's nice and dense and makes that thick thud sound when it hits that bottom of that container, that's gonna make me lean more to like, oh yeah, I want that. I made a good selection. My nose and my eyes. So it's a component. And last of but not least, where it comes from. Correct. Um, because I mean, there's a lot of people in the game right now, and unfortunately, everyone's stuff is not at the same caliber. Um, and I, I'd like to know where my stuff's coming from, so that's why I choose where it's coming from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you feel that you guys are having conversations with uh, 
with your customers about remediation and products on the market that are remediated and uh, you know how that affects the flower and affects the whole industry as a whole. I yeah. feel like the regulars. Yeah, the regular people that are coming in on the day-to-day, they, they're seeing the products come and go, right? And then the people that come once a month, they're not really seeing it like that. So um, a lot of people, we're seeing a lot of people that come into the dispensaries that ask about what's the highest percentage? What is the highest percentage? And the people that don't come in looking for the highest percentage, they're looking for a certain product. And so they, they, they care. know what they want. They know what they're looking for. You know, they don't want any, don't don't try to upsell me on that. I want the, this exact product. So I think there's a little bit of a blend of people that are like, oh, I like the Gary Payton's, right? Like Gary Payton is something that's over, that's overplayed. A lot of people have grown it. A lot of people have seen it. So a lot when they hear that name, it's automatically like, oh, I know that's going to be good. But they don't know if it came from the last grow that they got it from. So it's it's a it's a trying to piece it together in 30 seconds of getting to know somebody as a bud tender. You know, you kind of go back and look at their history of what they have got, and then you kind of you know kind of piece together in your mind because what you've tried and what you've seen to try to help them lead them in that direction. So and then more people that. Are, are more concerned about the remediation. Uh, those people are like, okay, which batch is that? Nope, I don't want that one. That one went back three times, you know what I mean? And they're like, well, let's switch to a whole nother flower now. That just takes them away from that. So I feel like once a company's um, product does get remediated, uh, it definitely leaves a stigma to, to those regular consumers, those ones that are in the dispensaries buying every day. I don't think a lot of people know that there are a lot of the products on the market are pre-remediated, so there's no way to track that through metric. Yeah, that's that's Our the best part. Prior to a failure, a lot of the times they will just test, they'll, they'll remediate everything in order to pass testing. Whether there is a systemic problem or not, usually if you're doing that, you know that there is. But, you know, and I think that uh, at the customer level, and you guys are the forward-facing people, uh, you know, working with people, and not everyone's going to be receptive to that conversation. I'm sure you get all kinds of, there's people nose down, just give me that, I want this, I know I want to go out the door. Some people are a little bit more open to having a conversation and having, you know, you guys, you know, with your, uh, you know, the ability to have those conversations with people, uh, you know, it, it's really important. And I feel like that's it's something we're not talking about enough and it's something that we, we'd like to work really um, hard on to make sure people are aware that it's happening and that, you know, that maybe there's labels on the products that are pre-remediated so people know that this has been treated with radiation or ozone. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I, mean, I think that would be great because at the end of the day, the consumer, it's, it's the provider of the consumer's responsibility to give them all of that information, correct? Like you're supposed to, you're, it's cannabis. Like it's it's here to help people. Like why why is there why is there such a debate? There shouldn't be a debate about it. It should just be a thing um, because it's 110%, it's money, 110%. And until those people's fat pockets are fat, it's gonna keep going on unless there's enough people that stand against it. And I agree with you on top of that. As bud tenders in the community, I think it's, I think uh, the bud tenders, in a sense, are lacking some training. Um, we work at a great dispensary. We, we also shop at other dispensaries in the local area. We've been out to Battle Creek. We've done some shopping out there. We've been up to Grand Rapids. Detroit. Detroit area. So we've done shopping at other locations to see what's going on. And uh, we see we see the lack of knowledge. It's a lot of people that want to work in the industry, um, and they have great intentions and they're great workers, lacking the knowledge. And I also think that 
um, we're lacking the resources to get the knowledge. I think that there's a lot, we do like leafly training and things like that. So we can keep up on our training as bunt tenders and they are, they're really serious at our job about that. And it's good for us to always keep learning and keep growing. But I know that there's some dispensaries out there that are lacking that knowledge. There should be growth. standards. Correct. Yeah. And so, um, funding for that is something that as, as cushion kicks as well, that we want to, we want to adventure into as well as to help other bud tenders, you know, and grow that community because it is the job that people want to do. And it is a great job, but there is a learning curve to it. And there always is a learning curve with new products coming down and, you know, things coming with different labels and um, learning what other terminology is, you know, different terpenes and what's THCA and uh, what's CBN and what is CBG, you know, those types of things that People, you have to be educated on if you don't, you know, customers are going to come in and they're looking for you to guide them. And you are selling some bullshit. Yeah, that you haven't tried. So that's also why we like to stay up on those kind of things. So we appreciate you guys having us on today. Yeah, I just wanted to comment, Tom, on the remediation thing. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the people that are remediating are arguing to not have to label that product that it's pre-remediated. Why would you have to argue that you don't want to label something if there's nothing to hide? If it's not a problem and everybody's doing it in the food industry and all that other stuff, why is it something that you don't want to tell your consumer then? You know, I, I think that that's, that's the question that needs to be posed to these people. Yeah, that's just one of so many things like you're saying, man. You guys are ambassadors of the plant to people that a lot of the times are coming in First time, they don't know anything, and we're just learning, you know, we're pretty naive as it is, as far as, you know, our knowledge of the plant, you know, just because federal status and the ability to study it, you know, it's, it's great to hear that you guys have that commitment and you want to grow that commitment out to other bud tenders, you know, on your own, you know, in your own personal time, it means that you guys have some true passion for the plant. And that's what brings, because, because that's what the plant brings it out of us, you know, it's a symbiosis and, you know, we have to be truth tellers. For sure. Uh, if, we, if, if we just sit here and we don't speak the truth and, and, and educate people, it's just um, the industry will be taken over just like every other industry. Like, And somebody else will, will push everyone else out to the side and you'll have Walmarts of weed. Yeah. And Walmarts of weed, that does not sound good. No, no. I Now's a good time to talk about it. We It's a project some of us have been working on um, here. and. Um, you know, for anyone listening out there and, you know, we're going to be working with the, the stores that are uh, any store that wants to talk about it, but never remediated.com. Um, so it's a FAQ site. It's easy to read, you know, like, uh, you know, Tom's great when you hear talking about it, but like, Hey, there might be 300,000 CFUs of, of mold that just got, just got willowed and, you know, now you're smoking on it as a medical patient or um, immune compromised. Is that bad for you? I don't know. But I think the person has the right to know that that's what they're doing. So just just simple stuff like that. It's, you know, Michigan has the opportunity to lead the world uh, and try to catch California as best we can. And we're we're playing these hijinks with, um, you know, um, all this remediation and not labeling it and, you know, labs, uh, um, you know, with all the beardish shit with them testing stuff so high. Um, it, it just, it's too bad. Uh, that's one of the things that makes me sad is we have the ability, we have so many great people and we are doing great because of the, the level of competition it takes. You have to get up every day in Michigan and get after it or you're going to get left behind. But 
why are we, you know, we've got just a few these falsities that are going on from people that were weren't into cannabis two, two or three years ago. In fact, they were arresting people and fighting against us this whole time. So that's that's my spiel. You, everyone's going to hear a lot more. www.nevermediated.com. Um, you know, we're, there'll be a lot of growers taking the, taking the pledge. I know I saw Superior uh, up Solutions up there, up in the UP. Of course they don't. And uh, they got great flower, and they, they were just uh, sharing that last night. So we're just getting going on it. So look forward to working with Lake Effect and Doja and, and you guys and Cushion Kicks with, with that information as well. But um, let's pivot a little bit. Want to want to hear more about about the shoe game? Um, you know, um, I, I'm just curious how it works. You know, I see people stand, like you said, standing in line. Throw us if you can. Throw us a little bit of game, and uh, okay. how do you how do you uh, how do you flip them? How do you make money? How do you get them at a reasonable price? Like what what's going on? So the number one key to the sneaker game is consistency. You got to be consistent um, because the way that they're doing things now are raffles. Um, you used to be, you used to have to stand out in line, first come, first serve. Now everything's done online, it's a raffle. Uh, if you don't get access to the raffle, you don't get the shoe. Um, this is for like the common person. So there's apps like JD Sports, Finish Line, Sneakers app, uh, Confirmed for Adidas. Um, Let's see, there's SNS, The End, there's Barnstorm, there's a whole bunch of them. But the key is to fill out as many raffles as possible. That was annoying. Um, but those are gonna be the, um, the, the keys to, get, to getting it at retail. Uh, no matter how many you get, if you get 10 pairs of them at retail, cool especially if you're doing your research and they're holding their value you can check the the value of a shoe on uh platforms like stock x um the go ebay um they'll tell you about the range of what the shoes are selling for so that way you don't buy a shoe that's actually only selling for less than what it came out for um yeah and then i would say the second the second key thing to sneaker gathering is relationships it's a huge thing uh, i once again i'm sorry to bring it up but it's like the cannabis relationship you gotta know who you know um and that's how the sneaker community works i started off young at like 17 years old one of my best friends in high school his name is lorenzo Ivan. He, he showed me the way and he he was a sneaker head he knew what people wanted and when they wanted it and how he was going to get them and that was off his relationships he would go to stores walk in be cool with the manager buy stuff leave maybe not even get the sneakers but he would go into these stores and make relationships and make conversation and bring in his own shoes and so that's kind of your number your biggest number two in the sneaker game is who you know and being friendly to somebody and then also sometimes letting go of things that you that you love, you know, like I gave up a pair of bread ones uh, and for a trade with a guy that I had a great relationship to get other shoes. So um, it's all about, you know, piecing it together, finding out the market changes so much. Um, there's a market for don'ts, there's markets for Adidas, there's markets for Reeboks. Um, there's a whole big market going on in the shoe industry. And I think the pandemic really brought it back to life. Um, put it back on the forefront. A lot of the people stopped going to work and couldn't go to work. And so they decided to do something different. It wasn't just collecting shoes anymore. It was collecting a whole bunch of shoes and trading them and 
you know, getting different pieces of your collection. And I think that's what the sneaker community is about too, for a lot of guys is collecting your own, uh, your own pieces. Like what makes you, what you like, what you like to rock and what you like to show off. And then um, also the market of helping your buddies out. You know, we have different styles and shoes. He's a four guy, I'm more of a Jordan one guy. So it's always like, hey, I saw this shoe, it's at a great price point. You wanna, you wanna see if I can try to get it in your size. So it's always the connections of who you know and being real friendly too. You gotta be real nice because you never know what's gonna come in the future and you don't wanna ever burn bridges. You know, that positive vibe is in the sneaker community as well. Man, I, I'll go ahead, Tom. Uh, I love, I love that. I was actually gonna follow, that was gonna be my question. Like what has like, and you, you touched on it, MJ, like, the pandemic, people were at home, people, maybe people were getting $800 a week or 600. And, you know, like, I think about all these people and, you know, I even talked to my, my dad, he's like, well, what? I was explaining to him how many different ways there are, like people know how to make money now, hustles that are out there. And it just got, it exploded over the last two years. And that's why a lot of people aren't going back and taking jobs, you know, maybe they're 20 bucks an hour, but they're having to listen to somebody they don't want to and they're not doing something they like or they can figure out a way to hustle this here and there, you know, this and that. And um, there's just a lot out there. So, I mean, you said it exploded um, and do you, have you seen it turn into a business for a lot of people too? Yeah, we, we a, lot of our, a lot of our close friends have, from, from the pandemic had stuck with it for the last year and a half as long as we've been sticking with pushing kicks and their businesses have changed entirely. They're, they're moving a lot of shoes they have. We have a, a lot of access to different shoes. The hard thing is in the sneaker community is sneakers nowadays cost anywhere from $100 all the way up to $10,000, $50,000. You know, there's such a range for shoes nowadays. It's so hard for the, for the general person though, um, most shoes are gonna run you $200, you know, you're gonna pay $200 and then hopefully you make an extra hundred bucks. But that's also trying to find somebody that wears that same size that you wear. And then how long, you know, sometimes the market gets flooded because people don't really like the shoe when everybody's hyped the shoe up and it's like, oh, this is gonna be the shoe of the year. We hear that at least 15 17 times, times a year. A year. So <laughs> it's one of those things that you're like, oh, this is it, this is the shoe of the year. Like dump all your money into it. And then you dump all your money into it and you find out they've made a hundred thousand of the, the same shoe. And so the market of the shoe is so huge, you know, there's so many shoes out on the market. When they do those exclusive releases, you know, there's there's more money to be made if we're being honest. Like exclusive. Yeah, the like shoe that we just, the shoe that we just showed on Sunday, um, that was an exclusive release shoe. That was the Kobe Sixes Mambasitas uh, that were for his daughter for her 16th birthday or for her 16th birthday. Um, I happened to get exclusive access on sneakers just by being consistent on the app. Um, and I paid $180 for them. Those shoes right now are sitting at $600 in the size that I have. Being consistent, right. I didn't get the exclusive access. He called me like 30 seconds after he got, he was like, yo, get on sneakers right now. And I went on there and I started freaking out because Kobe was one of my biggest inspirations. And he's one of my reasons why I love shoes so much. He did so much, not only for the game of basketball, but for the shoe culture as well. A lot of guys are starting to get sneaker deals and starting to make different shoes. And I, I love LeBron's shoes. <laughs> I think LeBron would have really created the, the image of his shoes and Kobe never did it. So also Michael never did it, you know? So we, we, we love the sneaker culture as a whole. It blends it all together. 
that's why we love sneakers. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I love I love hearing that. What a what a cool business for, um, and you know how it does mirror uh, the <laughs> cannabis culture. Got to be nice to people. You got to do it for the love, and you never know what connections you're gonna meet down the road that. You know that you, you know that came from something um and uh treat people good so hey guys it was an awesome show i wanted uh to wrap up uh um let tom go first and uh say goodbye yeah guys well thank you so much for being on the show I've, i learned a lot about sneakers too and i love that you guys are you know so proactive and you know in, in your butt tending uh, uh positions also um, and in, in the future, if you see any nice New Balances drop, let me know. Because, uh, you know, I am. I got some five fifties coming out. Okay. <laughs> uh, Kevin, MJ and Q, man, it was uh, it was good to meet you guys today and, and uh, chatted up about weed and shoes, uh, both things I also like. So um, I, I appreciate what you guys are doing. Uh, keep up the good work, and um, I wish you all the best of luck. We appreciate that. Any uh, any final thoughts or uh, shout outs or uh, links you guys want to do before we wrap up? Um, shout out to the sponsors. Shout out to our sponsors. Uh, we got this Dojo the Dispensary for the People by the People, home of the $5 gram. Check them out on Portage. Yeah, shout out to Blue Jay Cones, you know, the best cones around, man. Uh, shout out to Jose Barajas and those guys at Blue Jay Cones. We appreciate that. And then we got a couple caregivers, Michiganja and Bud Backer. They're great local guys that are uh, doing some black market events that are great. Um, but they're, they're still about the caregivers and they're still about the plant. Yeah. And we love both of them. Yeah, and then Kalamazoo Pickers, they're a nice vintage store here. They also collect shoes. They're also in the shoe community as well. Vintage clothing, um, something that we love as well. So shout out to those guys. And also Redemption. So you guys, you know, you guys let me yeah. here today. And my wife. I love you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. That was, uh, was a great show. Uh, uh, perfect mix. We didn't even actually get into the event stuff. So we'll have to have you guys back on. Uh, you know, we got a lot and, uh, of those coming up. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, that, shoot, I, uh, I had that on my list, but hey, uh, we got talking. Um, great to have you guys on. This is just another great example, um, you know, uh, of, of, of new, young, talented people coming into the cannabis industry at a young, at a, at a young age and choosing it early on, you know, uh, when a lot of us got started. There was just a few of us, and we were just kind of there's you know all the same ones kind of found each other and that was the fight and you know uh now now we just see uh you know people choosing cannabis um, um and doing a great job so i think you guys are doing a wonderful job love the show i think you're going places and uh you know thankful uh that, uh to be a sponsor um one last thing uh we do have a new another podcast out in the uh, michigan uh, pod podosphere uh ida Light a joint with Ida every uh, every uh, Monday at 11 a.m. You can find that on Facebook. Um, you know she's been on the show multiple times and does the MICA podcast, so it's great to have another podcast supporting the right cause. And I just wanted to also give a shout out. Uh, you guys are gonna get to get this Friday. Uh, I do have the GMO root beer. Uh, it's coming out in the, the fall of Redemption, but this is the first cut. Legitimate root beer terps, and uh, it fizzled fizzled at the end on the smell. It's been amazing. So excited um, for that. You guys will see that on Friday. So with that, we'll see everybody next week. The Smoking Rope Podcast is produced and hosted by me, Ryan Basor, the owner of Redemption Cannabis. 
have ideas for episode topics or would like to be a guest on the show, contact us at ryanb at redemptioncana.com. Thanks for being along for the journey.